You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Praise God. Okay, so today I have the burden for us to look at dealing with the root of bitterness. Yeah. Dealing with the root of bitterness. We have to take care. of the root of bitterness. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You testify of the Christ. And you ever live in me to do so. That's why I speak with grace. That only God supplies. And I speak the oracles of God in Christ Jesus. Clarity of purpose. And clarity of thought, understanding, and of expression is released. There shall be no contradictions, no errors. The word of God will be divided precisely and accurately in the knowledge of Christ, our light. Every heart is made flexible as they yield to be edified because Jesus is glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yep. Continually, I am so excited and I believe that there's no turning back. Amen. Yep. There's no turning back. Um, I was talking to somebody today and I was telling the person that as for growth, the day you say you have grown, that's the day you start retrogressing. So you must actually psych yourself that there's always room for improvement. I Actually, did he understand our headmistresses and headmasters almost every time? I mean, you do everything and yet do right excellent. But at the end, you say there's more room for improvement. Why? 
Because perfection in this human body is an illusion. <laughs> it's an illusion. Until you leave this earth, there's always some growing to do. So if you deceive yourself, it can affect how you fellowship with the brothers, how you come to listen to the word because you think you're okay. How you pray, you stop praying, I'm fine. Okay? So it happens to everybody, including men of God. Like me, we all go through that. Why do you think you've prayed enough and you're fine? No. So the more you increase in grace, the more the work rate, the exercise must be more. Praise God. All right, so always put it in the back of your mind that there's always something you should be doing better than before. Praise God. Okay, so James 1, 4 to 8. James 1, 4 to 8. Amplified. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. Please check the words carefully. Endurance and steadfastness. Hello? Endurance and what? Endurance and... Oh, let's say it again. Endurance and... Okay. He said, James is saying that it should have what? Full what? Play. In other words, allow it to play. Allow it. Don't restrain patience or endurance, or... standing, steadfastness. <laughs> Let it go, the full hawk, at all points. Now, he says, when you do that, It will do a thorough work. A thorough work. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A thorough work in your growth. Because he ends it that with no defects, clear. Oh, Claire. So, James is saying, you don't stop enduring. 
There is no place where you say, I won't endure anymore. Are you here with me? As far as the growth of your faith, not your faith as in the verb, as in the now, your Christian journey is concerned, you don't stop enduring. Clear? So when you stop enduring, it means you stop growing. Because it is in endurance where you find steadfastness and then there is a thorough work done in you. Oh, hello. Claire. So you can see the words there. Perfectly and fully developed with no defect. Do you get the point? So development. Would encounter the words again, don't worry. Fully developed. So the moment you talk about somebody is fully developed, a project that is fully developed, it means the growth of it is a concern. Clear? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, so lacking in nothing is not material things. You know that. Are you getting the point? Yes. What it means is that you are equipped at every point to take anything that life or the enemy throws at you. <laughs> is that very clear? Okay, good. So now he says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching and, oh, sorry, or fault finding. And it will be given to him. So I think all of us have been able to establish the fact that God is a giving God. He doesn't find any fault. The moment we ask, we are giving. Okay. Next. Look at the condition. Only it must be in faith that he asked with no wavering. Only. It tells you there's a condition. It is not a condition to God giving. You make a mistake if you interpret it like that. Now, he can tell you God is a giving God. He gives unreservedly, finding no faults or reproach. And then he'll come and say, but. That will be contrary to God's character that he has shown us in the verse before. So the only speaks to the one receiving. Not to God's character. Because he started with ask. So now he's referring not to God. He's referring to the one who is what? Asking. Do you get it clear? Am I explaining myself very well? Uh -huh. 
Okay. So, with you who is asking, he says, your asking must be in faith. So, it is clear it's not God. It's you. That he asks with no wavering. Clear. Oh, clear. So, the reference point is not God. It's you. No hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let no such a person Imagine, imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. Hello? Can you see he is describing the state of the one who is asking? He's saying that anyone who is asking and they are hesitating and have doubt cannot imagine receiving. It's not possible. (laughs) Can you get it? If I have thought about imagination, you, you, you can understand what James is saying very clearly. They cannot have a full picture drawn receiving. True or false? Yes. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth word speaks. Out of the good treasure of our hearts, the mouth also what? Speaks. Is that clear? Oh, so if there is doubt, the confession will be in what? Doubt. Simple. So when a man is asking and they have hesitations and doubts, it tells you that they actually have flawed the principle of receiving. They are flawed. But as for God, he is what? Giving. But the central place where people receive before they have it, Mark 9.23, you remember it? Do you remember Mark 9.23? And Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything, why? All things can be what? Possible to him who believes. Clear. 
All right? Yeah. Okay. So, it is possible because you believe. Clear. I'm taking my time. So, it is not God, it is you. What is your mindset? And a, a hesitant mindset, a doubting mindset, which means you have a doubting, hesitant imagination. Like a billowing wind. Hello? Yeah. Let me get, I think I have to use, I didn't plan to use the scripture, but I have to use the scripture so that it can also make it very clear for us. Okay, so Mark 11. Yes, 24. Thank you very much. Now, Everybody watch it. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Hello? Give me the amplified or the NLT. Or the new international version, any of them. Okay, so look at look at the NLT. <laughs> Let's already go. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, do you get it now? So you see the mindset. Even before you have it. So that's what James, I told you that we'll go into details for you to understand some of these things. That you see the apostles always quoting Jesus, but they don't quote him verbatim. But the underlining principles of what Jesus will state they would open it up in revelation. Are, are you getting the point? Yes. Okay, so he is actually stating what Jesus stated in Mark 11, 24. So that's, that's, that's it right there. This is the Amplified. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. So James now uses that same understanding to educate us. Praise God. Let's go back. Okay. 
So look at the problem. For truly let no, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. For being as he is, a man of two minds. Other versions, actually, I think I read the Berian, English, English Berian. He said, he's a two-souled person. You see why he says it's impossible for him to imagine that he will receive it. Because the principle is you must already imagine that you have what? Received it. And then you will have it. <laughs> is that very clear? So it means that the block is here. True or false? That's why he said, unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he what? Thinks. Feels. Decides. Do you know what he's saying down there? Oh, you should be. You are too good. I mean, too good students. Think, feels, decides. Can you see that the soul is playing there? The mind, the emotions, and the will. Oh, praise God. Anytime you study the word, it's, it's amazing how the word is so consistent. So, so, so listen, listen. We all have got to do a sincere check. Don't you think so? Don't you think so? Do you know that even as I'm speaking right now, there are some of us who have a certain mind, sir. And because of that, you can't receive what I'm saying like the one who actually came with the mindset, I'm taking everything. Do you know that the parable of the sower? How many of you have read it? 
Some fell by the, some fell in thorns. Some fell on rocks. Some fell on fertilized ground. It's the same thing. It's the same, it's the same principle. Now, those who have the mindset, it's their prayer that I will understand everything he's saying. I will take everything. They will receive everything. Those who are hesitant, they don't even feel the urge to, their minds are somewhere. It's not. That he's not granting them understanding. No. It's because they are not here. So they cannot what? Receive. Hey, are you here? So, look at Ephesians. Four. Thirty to And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. Hello? Oh, hello? Okay. He's going to show us how we offend, vex, or sudden. Now, you must get it clear that what it is is now, I have an expectation. I'm, giving, I'm a giving God. I give unreservedly. Hello? Yes. But, Something is going to block my expectation. So it makes me sad. Like every parent, do you get the point? You have so much wish for your children. And you, you're ready to pour everything. You're giving everything. But there's something that stops them from receiving everything you've, you're giving them. Oh, hello. Oh, praise God. Yes. So it grieves you. So Paul is about to address why he gets grieved. <laughs> oh, hello. Because he's generous. 
and gives without fault finding, he's quite worthy. When we are not able to receive of him, he gets sad. It vexes him. That is our offense to him. Oh, hello. Are you getting the point? So it's not that he's offended with you that he doesn't want to give you. No. It's not in his character. No. The offense is that I want so much for them, but they can't what? Take it. Clear. Do you understand it? You do. Okay. He actually goes to tell us that there's no way he wouldn't want to do what he said he would do. Never. So he tells us what the Holy Spirit is for us into eternity. By whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own secured for the day of redemption of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. So it is not offense, vexation, or sadness to give us away. Are you getting the point? He is rather the one that has marked and branded us and secured us in eternity from evil and the consequences of what? Sin. So you see, the sadness and the vexation is because of what he has given so much, but because of certain things we cannot what? Receive. Clear. So, what is it? Do you understand it? Let all bitterness. And indignation. And wrath. Passion, rage, bad temper and resentment. Anger, animosity. And quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention. And slander, evil speaking, abusive and blasphemous language or words be banished from you. With all malice, spite, ill will, and business of any kind. This is the choke. This is the choke. It's like a choked pipe. Yes. So that there is no flow. Oh, hello? There is no what? There is no what? There is no what? Flow. (laughs) 
Do you know that all through Paul's letters, there's nothing he has mentioned apart from money? This is the other. <laughs> that he says can be a choke. You see that he said that the love of money is the root of all what? Evil. Yes. This is the second. Every other sin affects the testimony of the gospel. But does not affect your request. Do you understand the point? Yes. And your growth in the Lord. This does. Did you see evil speaking there? Did you see slander there? Jesus. Now, I'm going to show you something. Get it so you get it clear. Let's go back to Mark 11:24 and then we'll come back here. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask in prayer or for prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. Hello? So what it means is that in prayer, number one, good imagination, according to the word, clear in your mind, and then you speak. <laughs> So now, a heart, a mindset that is bitter that is filled with anger, wrath, what does it imagine? And what will it speak? So that's why he is grieved. Because it will block you from receiving. So anybody who is bitter, angry, has wrath, will speak evil, will slander. Are you getting the point? So what it means is that they cannot imagine all the inheritances that are for them. Every time they imagine is evil. So we can be in a prayer meeting and they are speaking to God. They are speaking to receive. Are you getting the point? But their heart has blocked. Am I speaking to you?
Listen, don't make a mistake. He's not talking about unbelievers. You know that. The scripture is very clear. So he's talking about me and you. So, people in this category of Ephesians 4, 29, are in the category of the two-souled persons. <laughs> they, they are thinking feeling and decisions are filled with evil imaginations. Clear. So they cannot receive. So definitely they will live in unbelief. They will live in doubt. They are either bitter Number one, about God. You know that. He's unfair. Why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? Why am I? Are you getting the point? Yeah. Oh, hello. He created me. I've received him. And yet, you know, here people say, I pay all my tithes. And yet, <laughs> what lack of knowledge can do? Okay, so uh, yeah, you know, yes. And then they see all sorts of things. They are bitter about God. You know, those who are bitter about people. Oh, hello? You know, people like that. Yes, very bitter about people. As a matter of fact, even if they see a certain name, that's it. Or they see a person in a certain kind of shape or likeness. I told you about this lady who I think if it fits, the, that, that illustration fits the next category. They are bitter about things. So you have bitter about God, people, and then circumstances, things, experiences. Are you getting the point? So if you see a bitter person, they can fall in any of these categories. Certain circumstances, certain people, or God. Peter. Peter. Yes, so Peter. We're doing an interview when I was in the chaplaincy at Central University, and there was this lady who came. We didn't know anything, so we were just asking questions as a panel. And my boss asked a question. It was a simple question. Are you married? That was, it was that simple. 
she picked her stuff. Yes. Stormed out of the room, banged the door. I'm not doing this again. She left. We later found out that she had a bitter experience with her marriage. She's divorced. I'm sure she was praying for a job. God gave her one. But she couldn't receive it. Yeah, couldn't receive it. A bitter circumstance, a bitter experience, bitterness against people and against God stops you from receiving. Receiving things, receiving people, (laughs) and receiving God. Clear. Very clear. Yes, madam. That's exactly the, they are torn apart. He said, I have faith. But I don't believe in faith. I have faith, but to hell with faith. You know? So you see the person praying. You see, they're praying for healing. In their heart somewhere, this is not, it doesn't even make sense. So you see, they pray, you know, then they are sleepy. Because the truth is that in their mind, you are wasting my time. You know, you, you read about the Symphonician woman and you think that Jesus was being very cruel. No. No. He said, is it the dogs? He said, it's not for the dogs. You know, and then the woman was not too sold. She believed in the healing power of Jesus. So when Jesus said that, she said, ah, don't worry, Jesus. I am a dog. And the dogs, when the master's children have eaten, they take their crumbs. And I do the same with people. I do the same. I don't just pray for people. As a matter of fact, when you pray for people who are too sold, they are too sold 
um, 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 imagination becomes stronger. Because it won't happen. And they'll rather increase. Ah, Come on. Ah, he prayed for look, what happened? Nothing. These people, nothing. Yes. So I have a way of testing sometimes. I say, oh, go, go and come. They will come back. I, I told you about the young man. Did I? About my friend who had a, I've forgotten the name, the kidney issue. Yes. I was seeing whether he would come. I gave him time. He was asking for money. I only had prayer. Yes. So you have to, and if the person is too so, Check how you switch on your sockets and how they connect. If there is no power in the air conditioner itself, the socket will not give it. Oh, true or false? The two have to connect what? Together. Do you understand it? Look at Hebrews 12, 15. Read it for yourselves. Read it for yourselves. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing, in order that no roots of bitterness or resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and the many become contaminated and defiled by it. Are we all here? So, when people fail to secure God's grace, it's because they are bitter. They are filled with hatred. And they become contaminated and defiled. He can't receive. Is the reason why many can't receive from their pastor? <laughs> I, I, I get amazed. I tell people, if you are the moment you are angry with your pastor, don't stay in the church. You are wasting your time. Because you can't secure grace from anything you resent. Did you hear what I just said? 
It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not. So when you sense you are being bitter in any way, kill it. Did you see the word shoot forth? Did you see the word shoot forth? So you see bitterness grows. It grows from anger. Oh, hello? Take us back to Ephesians chapter 4, 29. Let no foul language or whatever, evil word or unwholesome word. Or He said that beneficial to the spiritual growth of others as fitting. So when you're speaking, speak well, right? Look at 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. By whom? Let's see the 31. Where he's, he speaks categorically, he said, do not give room for anger. Okay, it's the same thing. It's just the same verse. It's just because of uh, the Amplified. But he, he says, do not give place to anger. And don't let the sun Set on your anger. Why? So bitterness does not shoot. You kill it. Is it there? The 26, rather. Okay, so give me the 26. So be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Are you getting the point? Do you think it makes a lot of sense to what we are talking about? What, 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 is it, what does it mean by giving place to the devil? Eh? Tell me. your mind will be polluted. It will affect what you speak, eventually what you do. <laughs> so, we are praying, watch this. And then somebody passes. You are bitter about the person. All of a sudden, what happened? 
How do you get distracted? You want to kill them. You want to... Ah. So all of a sudden you are imagining how they should fall. So everybody will laugh. How they should be disgraced. So you see, the better mind is always engaged with stuff, negative, evil stuff that should happen to people. That's what they nurse. Oh, hello. That's what they nurse. It takes them away from the position, the placement of receiving all that has already been given to them. Hello. Do you know when a person is bitter, they can't think straight? Do you realize that? They will be saying things that only make reason to them. It only, they only find, they, for them, they are speaking sense. But it's only them. Sorry. And they'll be shouting. Do you realize that? On top of their voice. Because for them, what they are speaking is sense. Were you the guys who went to evangelism? Um, Danekia. And you came back with a report. They met this young boy. And he was with his friends. When they went, they were chatting. And all of a sudden, when they were preaching to the, the guy, the guy said, I won't listen to you guys. You guys are all the same. Come tell me that when people offend you, don't you? If my sister, even my sister offends me, I will kill her. And his friends. Like, said, ah, we don't know you like this. He said, you don't know. So they asked. Ah, so even your friends right here. They said, let somebody try right now. I will kill them. That people who just offend me have been offended every time, and people go, No way, I would, I would, I would do you more than. And the friends were shocked. So I heard Tyson had to pull him aside. Later, they found out that he was in a church and he had an issue with the past. Something. It's been bitter. Take us back to James. Chapter 1. 
verse 8. <laughs> no, 4, sorry. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. The lifesaver of the believer is endurance, patience. The steadfastness is talking about standing in endurance and patience, not moving out of it. Ah, did you hear what I just said? Oh, did you hear what I just said? Now tell me how a person can endure. Or have patience without trouble. Tell me. Bella, you're looking at the scripture. Wow. Okay. Okay. So tell me, how can you have endurance or patience without trouble? Come again. You can't have endurance without what? Trouble. So wherever you see an enduring person, tell me. Uh -huh. Say they have overcome what? Trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you say somebody is not enduring, it means that any time they face trouble, what happens? Praise God. Wherever there's endurance and patience, bitterness cannot find a place. It deals with the root of what? Bitterness. Did you get that? It deals with the root of it, not the stem. Are you getting the point? Yeah. 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 When you want to deal with bitterness and you want to deal with it at its root, and you. There are some of us, we've gone through experiences, we've gone through stuff. We have received Jesus Christ as our Savior, our Lord, but they are still eating us. And they choke us. The same God you have received, you are angry with him. 
God is not fair. So I've thought about the character of God severally, but still it's not sinking in. Because you can't, it's impossible for you to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're only afraid. If you don't receive him, he will kill you. So you let me receive him. It's, it sounds like a joke, or you know that. I'm talking about people's serious problems. Yeah. Do they believe Jesus died? Yes. They believe all of that. But the essence of it is lost on them. They still see God. Charlie, let me receive him. He's dangerous. I know how he'll deal with me. Let me receive him. Receive him. You said he's love. No. He's not. He saved me. Fine. Why did he save me? Even in it, there's more punishment. Most of you see Christianity as punishment. Oh, true or false? Philippians. Then we'll pray. One, nine to ten. Amplify. And this I pray. So this is the prayer we're going to pray. Praise God. Paul says, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. And extend to its fullest development in knowledge. Hello? <laughs> this whole thing boils down to knowledge. <laughs> what I'm teaching you today is your deliverance. So the one who grabs it, they are free. True or false? True, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So your deliverance is not in kai kai. Your deliverance is in the knowledge. Yeah. And I, I want the church to get to it. That's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching. All of these series I'm doing. So that you come to a point where you receive the word and the word works. You see, whilst I'm teaching, you have the full imagination. You draw it. Receive it. And I don't need to lay hands. Yesterday, Uncle Dan, when we were talking, told me about, he said, Pastor, when I saw it, I so rejoiced. I said, what is it? He said, this man in his church, he was preaching. And when he was preaching, do you know what happened? They laid a cripple at the side. And he didn't go to say, rise up. No, nothing. He was preaching. And as he was preaching, 
at a point, the guy was so staring and receiving Jesus that all of a sudden, the hands that were twisted started correcting. The parts of the body started correcting. By the time they realized, the guy was standing and everybody started shouting. And the preacher, he himself was amazed. And they, they, was, they was hailing. He said, no, I didn't do anything. The guy believed the word. That's it. Listen to me very carefully. Everything is in the word. We, you are cheating yourself, oh. Oh, you like the magic. Everything is in the word. You hear it every time. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Without the word was nothing made. But it is like a recitation in your head. You don't really get it. As I speak, the one who is taking it, the way they have to take it, and they are imagining bitterness can't stay anymore. It's root. <laughs> Gone. Gone. And gone. Because they are looking into the mirror. And they will become the same. Praise God. <laughs> you, we are jokers, especially in this part of the world. Now the Americans even do it more than us. That in a 30,000 congregation, one person has to be called out and be told something. And then when they are told something, then out of 30,000 people, the pastor came all the way to minister to that one person. And then all the rest become spectators. You think that is what this thing is about? What? Your love abounds more and more when you have full knowledge. Praise God. In the development of your knowledge is your love. Oh, hello. The depth of your love is in the depth of your knowledge. Your accurate, precise knowledge of him. Where there is agape, there is also endurance. There is patience. There is joy. Oh, hello. There is peace. There is gentleness. 
There is faithfulness. There is self-control. Praise God. Stay. And there will be no root of bitterness. No root. So you keep talking about politics. Spend all your time talking about politics and the economy of Ghana. Spend all the time. No, 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 I'm sorry. Spend the time in the world. Oh, praise God. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Hey. All right. Look at this. That your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance. And more comprehensive discernment. So that you may surely learn. I love this. To sense what is vital. And approve and prize what is excellent. Therefore, what is virtuous. And of real value recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with heart sincere and setting and unsullied you may approach the day of Christ not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. Praise God. An unsettled heart cannot receive. It must be settled in the love of God. An unsettled mind will abort all that God gives they cannot receive. It's up to us. Praise God. That's why if you look at the Lord's Prayer, it says, Forgive as what? You are what? Forgiving. He says, look at how he forgives you. To forgive what? Others. That's all he wants to tell you. <laughs> that's, that's what. It, because it will affect your receiving. That's all. That's why I said they don't quote Christ, but everything Christ said, I get the, they glean out of it and give you the revelation of it. Yeah. Yes. So in all the prayers, you see forgiveness, yeah? He says, if you're going to give something and you have, you have something, so go and what? Settle it. Is that clear? 
Yes. Why? Because it will choke your receiving. You're receiving. Are you here? You ready to pray? Fully understood. Fully developed. The knowledge is fully developed in this, right? Now you can pray. Okay? Praise God. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.